You're listening to Gensoki Radio Live number 92. You're not even your listening. It's welcome to Gensoki Radio Live number 92. We're just starting up here. Lunar, we've got Nano and Zara, and a handful of guests are joining us for this show as well. We've got HTF, Cherno, Flat Bartender, Gcube64, and uh, we might have a fourth. We're still working on things on that front, but welcome everyone to uh, the show. Hi, hi. Don't ever <coughs> speak at once. <laughs> Man, it is an absolutely beautiful day outside right now, and here I am in a cave. Mm. We got clouds and rain. It's great. Well, yeah, you're in Washington. That's normal. Yeah. yeah. Boston had the clouds and rains yesterday. There was actually clouds and rain last night, thundering very loudly. Yeah. There was beautiful sunshine yesterday, and now it's cloudy here. So we're in the middle between probably all of you. So, so welcome to another show, everyone. Uh, if you are not already with us, we do have a Discord channel that you can join us for the next couple of hours while the show is going. That is found at discord.gg gr. And even uh, something that's new, even. Uh, we've got our server listed up on server discovery that is discord's sort of uh page of servers uh it's a little interesting because only verified and partnered servers are up on that list and we're one of them so uh come on down join us and uh we'll get you seated in with all the rest of our listeners here in the chat so that is going on uh zara when is the last time you've heard from DMJ? Uh, you've probably heard from him. You probably heard from him more recently than I. Hmm. I see. That, that if that gives you any clue. Ah, uh-huh. so it's been a while. Got it. Yeah. Now things are. I mean, everything's kind of thrown out of whack a little bit because we've got stuff that's going on and stuff that's not going on that normally is. We've mentioned throughout the last couple of shows here all the different conventions that have been canceled, but uh, obviously Anime Boston was one of them, and we would have typically. That's right. We were supposed to. We were supposed to meet up for one of those, weren't we? we were supposed oh, to. What? Yeah, we were supposed to do the thing, and you were possibly going to play some, you know, washing machine games and stuff like that. But uh, what do you mean, possibly? Yeah. Well, you know. Hey, they. Yeah, no. They may have gotten. The, the the next thing, you know, we, first we had washing machines, and the next thing we're going to have, I don't know, like dishwashers, or... Well, what, what would be the I next... I would play a dishwashing game. What would, <laughs> what would be the next iteration well, of my mind? The drying machine came over here, this Waka. Waka. Treadmill game? Yeah, something that, I mean, there's a lot of games that kind of inherently make you exercise, like you play VR, there's Beat Saber, um, but there's some arcade games that sort of do the same sort of motion tracking thing. Uh, you're basically dancing. Like, it is definitely a physical activity uh, for some uh, the, it's the It's like the dance thing with the camera. Uh-huh. There's a, you make the closed, poses. I love that uh, table flipping game. I mean, that's not a whole lot of exercise. It's just, that's an exercise in, in control. Like, don't get mad. It's like don't don't wake daddy. Must stress relief. Yeah. But and obviously you've got your classics like DDR too. But you know. Yeah. Um, there is no such game for uh, 
for Toho. Yet. Someone should get on that. Bullet dodging, where someone yeah. like a machine like tosses it, dodge you, balls at you. Can you imagine a, a like legit like some sort of VR game? It's like a Don Maku game where you, the the player, are trying to literally dodge bullets from whoever you're fighting, and and you have your controllers that you're able to sort of aim where you're firing. Like oh, that would should be kind of cool. I'm gonna think That'd of it. Nifty. Yeah. There is... Toronto B from the chat, I will excuse you. Uh, there are there are my mice all over on ones. <laughs> yeah, it's um. There's actually for anyone who actually has played VR before, there's a game called The Lab. Uh, it's just the. Uh, I mean, it's like a series of mini games inside of The Lab. Uh, it's something from from Valor or Steam, but one of them is this game where you control this little like miniature spaceship thing that you can fire at stuff. Uh, you control it with your controller. So you, like basically your hand is the spaceship and you, the, the, the person with the helmet and stuff are able to sort of walk around and look around at all the different angles that the bullets are sort of being fired at your spaceship. Uh, that is probably the closest thing to a Danmaku shooter in VR that I'm currently aware of. But if you know of something out there, do let me know. It's pretty interesting. So obviously, I would this love a game where you're just a human and like there's a Danmaku battle happening in the distance, and you're just trying to dodge the the remnants of what's happening out in the distance. Yeah, it's like you know, a hundred feet up in the air, and somewhere like you know, two football fields down or whatever, and you're just on looking. But obviously, there's a lot of bullets that miss the the actual opponent, those bullets have to go somewhere, right? Has anyone ever considered just the destruction that comes from the aftermath of one of those, despite how far away that actual battle may have been? I remember there was a, um, a written work where the characters are, you know, performing this um, fireworks festival, and... This is why you don't ever shoot uh, straight up. Yeah, and a couple of the... Um, the uh, characters end up going way too crazy and almost like the ca other characters have to save the crowd. Hmm. So. so obviously we've got some music coming your way this evening. I tried to squeeze in some new music. Uh, some of it is thanks to Zara, actually the very, f the very first uh, sort of intro song here. Not not the intro song, but the, the one that we started talking on was something from Relax Cafe for Work. It's another DDBY thing. It's the first one in the series, so I think we can probably expect more quite like that. Uh, it is very much like the stuff that we're listening to now, but a lot of it is more upbeat, and that's pretty neat. There's actually, um, when I was in Japan in 2017, I picked up a uh, diverse system CD called Works. Um, it, it, there's a whole series of albums, so I, I can't remember what number it was. It was like six or something. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's like DDBY released an album just for me because I'm still working. Yeah, but works that album is kind of like this one where it's it's got stuff that's kind of like background worthy, but it's more upbeat. So I think we'd probably end up playing some of that just just regularly, uh, maybe on these shows. We'll see. But beyond that, uh, there's also stuff that we just hasn't gotten through the uh, the pending list. Of course, we've got a we still got a, ba a backlog of songs to get through, and we enjoy playing some of those songs on here as sort of a sneak peek of music to come. 
uh, for the regular rotation on the station. So uh, we'll get into some more of that here in a little bit, but some of the upcoming topics we've got. Um, yeah, did you know that Air Retai Sai, which would have just been regular Retai Sai, um, originally scheduled for March 22nd is beginning today. I mean, it's the 17th in Japan, but like right now, this morning in Japan, it would be uh, starting up. And I don't know if anyone noticed, but like last month was a little strange because we had uh, Comic Cat, like Air Comic Cat, happen. But if you were looking on Twitter, you would have found that like the official Comic Market Twitter account was posting things like, it's day one, da 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 da, and they were posting old videos of Comic Market. So like, old videos of all the people going through the turnstiles at train stations, and old videos of people lining up to get into the venue, and... You gotta keep up appearances somehow. But here's the thing, it was super confusing for anyone who was on looking, because it's like, are these old videos? They didn't make it obvious. They didn't say that they were old videos. They did not make it obvious. So you had to figure, well, why are we seeing all these videos of, of people, you know, I mean, this is comic market, so people are packed in, in big clumps of lines of, of people. It's just how it works normally. Uh, but they're, they're posting it as if it's literally like happening now. Uh, so I actually, well, so I, I reached out a little bit, like, I I replied to that, I'm like, Comic Cat, like, what's going on? This is really confusing, like, are people actually lining up? Or is this an old video? Because if it's an old video, it's misleading, and if people are actually lining up, what the heck are you doing, Japan? There's a pandemic happening right now. Um, so, and I actually heard from a couple of different uh, artists, um, so... I must have commented on something they said at some point, but uh, Tam Music, you know, the guy who plays the violin, uh, I, I was like, yeah, what's going on? He basically, he replied to my tweet and he basically just said, yeah, it's it's Air Comic Cut. Thumbs up. Uh, emoji. So, okay. So there's that. Um, but uh, Renko from Orange Jam uh, was another person that ended up replying to something that I, that I or Kinsoki Radio's Twitter account had tweeted. Uh, and she kind of felt a little similar to like the way that we did and she was like yeah it's a little strange but like it's just more in the spirit of things um so uh, the the air versions of these events are like just unusual so what a lot of people end up doing is just sort of celebrating the event in their own way and keeping the spirit of the event alive uh because remember like a, a lot of people outside of japan probably won't know this but uh, during events like Comic Market, you've got all these different circles that are doing their own thing. They'll, they'll, they'll be like like concert events kind of happening the evening of one of the days or, or something like that. Like th there's, there's definitely like the spirit and energy that happens that is outside of the actual event. So I, I don't know. I just think that seeing that kind of thing on Twitter is a little confusing, but it's ultimately just in the spirit of the event. So... That's what I learned anyway from talking to some of these folks. Now, I don't know if any of you guys here in chat have uh, kind of saw the same thing or felt the same way, but that was the I vibe saw I it. 
I saw it on Twitter and I'm like, wait, this can't be real. There can't be like hundreds of people lining up and James had made a post about it saying like, this seems kind of misleading. Like, I don't, I really don't think they really meant to mislead people. Uh, like, I could just tell, but like other people just got the wrong message from it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, could pull up some of the actual um, things here, but yeah, it was basically, I, yeah, here's, here's what I literally wrote replying to Comic Cat Official on Twitter. We skipped out on Comic Cat Watch this season because Comic Cat was cancelled. There's a virtual event, Comic Cat Air, that's taking its place in the spirit of the event. So then, why are thousands of people lined up during a pandemic? If this is an old video, it's really misleading. Um, that's when Tam replied to that, and the conversation kind of got rolling from there. So, yeah, but like I said, just in the spirit of the event. Um, so, that's what I got on that, I suppose. Uh, we might, I guess this is a good time to sort of mention this because Retai Sai is starting now or today. And so we might start seeing sort of the same things, uh, happening after, after this show and sort of this weekend. So, uh, so if you see any of that, like people, you know, some account on Twitter is posting people lining up. It might just be in the spirit of the event. It's a past thing, uh, and I'm pretty sure that organizers over there are fully aware that certain things like you know, large gatherings and events just can't happen right now. So uh, so that's that. Let's keep that in mind. So, yeah, and then I guess we've got a handful of other things to get into, but it is time for some music, I think. There is a couple of things I wanted to share with you. Uh, one of them is from Datfile Records called Imaginary off the album 5am in Gensokyo. It's a Toho chill-out arrange. And then after that, we've got something from... Uh, ooh, actually, nope. That is the next one. Uh, right now, coming up, something from Shibion Records from the album Broad Border. <laughs> yeah, I'm skipping the... We're doing this live, guys, is what happens. Uh, Monochrome in the Night. This is another song. You'll recognize the tune, but we haven't actually played this song in the station before, so it's still technically a new song. It's kind of a cool beat. I think you'll like it, because a lot of people like Shibion, if uh, our last top 100 video was any evidence. And after that, we got something from Tama Onsen uh, off the album Last Snow called Slip. And we'll come back right after that in Soki Radio Live number 92.
Also got flat bartender G Cube 64 HTF Cherno and Sesmo has joined us for this break and hopefully the ones that come uh-huh. Oh. So yes. we are going here. We've you know it's I gotta be honest, I've been really busy uh over the last couple of weeks here. I mean a lot of people out there will notice that we don't even have like an image to represent this show at the time of broadcasting. We will after the fact. But right now we don't because uh, this past week for me was finals week, and then like the week before that, uh, there were just a, a culmination of, of different like projects and things that were happening towards the end of the semester. Uh, we had like a group project that was due. We had a I, I've I've written so much over the last like six or seven weeks. It's just kind of dumb, but uh, I got through it, and um, I don't think grades are posted yet, but I should. Should be good on that front. So I've got like a week and a half here. Um, well, I've, I've got this this whole next week to myself, and then Monday of the following week, or maybe Tuesday of the following week, I start classes again uh, for summer semester because I'm just trying to get through my program and get done because that's the attitude I'm in and just getting it done. So, um, so in between these two semesters here. I've got some time to work on things like uh, stuff for the radio station. Obviously, people are acutely aware of the app that we've been sort of uh, working on. Version 1.1, as it were, uh, we've currently got, what is it, like 102 or, or 1.0.3 out there uh, during the, or that's, that's out in the, the Play Store that you can get right now. Uh, but 1.1 has a 
lot of stuff packed into it. And I'm in the unique situation where I don't even necessarily have to describe what's in the app because I've got all these people around me that uh, can kind of talk about it for me. So let's give them a little bit of a chance to recite some of the things that they may or may not remember from some of the updates that we've talked about on the 3x7 side. What do you got? Anyone? Um, push notification. Well, push notifications are technically something that we have in the current version. In fact, we did that for anyone who's got the app for the show to remind them, hey, there's a show tonight. Car head units. Car head units. Um, in other words, Android Auto. That, now, that's something that I have it set up for, but probably won't be in 1.1.0. It's probably going to be a version after that. But uh, yes, that is something that, like, from from the redesign, uh, this, again, I guess the, the really important distinction here is that this is basically uh, redone from scratch between 1.0 and 1.1. Uh, but you'll be able to plug in your phone to a, a, a car that can, anyway, um, with Android Auto, and we'll have a thing friggin' Soki Radio so that you can listen to, obviously, the live station in your car, but also to different podcast episodes. And that's another thing that's new in this next version of the app. So, what else we got? Uh, favorite songs? Favorite songs, yes, exactly. So you'll be able to actually indicate a favorite song or even a favorite album through the app. Uh, in fact, last night I just put in the uh, sort of a new UI on the playing page that will let you favorite or unfavorite a song that's currently playing on the station. Um, so long as you're logged in, it'll you'll be able to do that, and that's a new feature. You'll be able to go back. Obviously, there's a different page uh, for looking at the songs and the albums that you favorited, and yeah, you'll be able to just go from there. I think sort of the next step after favorites, and we haven't even implemented it yet technically because it's not public yet, but we'll be able to uh, see how that works out. And then I think the next step, like I said, is probably something like a wish list or like a list of maybe uh, songs or albums that you know you already have and then a second wish list for um, albums that you want to have, that, that you want to look out for. And I think this would be particularly handy, say, for example, you are out and about, um, you're taking uh, a, a special trip to Japan, and um, maybe you don't have internet on your phone, so this would have to be like a thing that's offline somehow. Does this sound familiar to someone? <laughs> it sounds like Notepad. Well, I mean, I think this would be a little more convenient than Notepad. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, Notepad's fine, but if you just want to be like, hey, uh, I was listening to this station called Gensoki Radio, and they were playing some cool stuff, and I wanted to see where I could get more of that stuff. Now, I, I should reiterate, this isn't going to be in 1.1, it's just like an idea for future iterations, but that is an idea. And, and favorites will help you get there if you're, if you're looking for something now, I guess. That's another option. It's a start. It is. Um, and that covers most of it, but we've, I mean, there's there's a few other things, but yeah, so the, the basic idea is that it's, it sets us up for future things like Android Auto and even casting to like a Chromecast, uh, but 
some other like really commonly requested things like song favorites, uh, being able to listen to podcasts on the go, and stuff like that will also be incorporated. So uh, look forward to that. My goal, I, I've said this before, I said this a couple weeks ago, where like, I'm so close, I might get a version for testing out tonight. And then I realized, hmm, I have to do this sort of architectural change. Uh, which is why it hasn't, like, nothing's been done between two weeks ago and now, because I've had just been swamped with schoolwork. So, but now that spring semester's done, uh, it's go time, I can actually focus on dev work, and I want to get something out to uh, you guys here in the chat uh, this coming week here, uh, as well as anyone who helped us test the app before 1.0 was released on the store. Uh, I think I might be able to sort of call those people back in. Um, I've got a list somewhere of folks that helped us out with that. And uh, you, all of them can help test 1.1 as well. So I, I'd be really happy to have more people look at this so that we get it, we, uh, at least a little bit of like real world testing, uh, people actually using the app and such before it goes out on the store. I have plenty to do that while I'm on the road. Yeah. Well. Um, again, I guess most functions in the app still require an internet connection, but yeah, the, the yeah, I mean, with m most of the uh, phones today, I mean, mobile data, anyone? I haven't even heard of that. Well, yeah. So when I go to work every day, I listen to the radio, mm -hmm. tune from work. It goes through the mobile cellular network, so it works splendid, really. All right, cool. But I, I think the the scenario that I brought up just a bit ago, where like if you are in say a different country, uh, where like you know T-Mobile or Verizon doesn't exist, and you don't have a, a SIM card for Docomo or whatever the heck, uh, that you're not gonna necessarily have internet, um, which wouldn't do you any good for listening to the radio station, uh, and it wouldn't do you any good for streaming podcasts. But if we had a function like you can download a podcast to the app to listen to later, say like on an airplane even, uh, which I've actually had, so I remember like a few years ago, someone asked uh, about that or if, if they could have a couple of episodes to listen to while they were on an airplane. And then and this, was a, this was a good friend who um, was at several conventions that I was at. So I obliged, but I think for most people, I, I would have said, yeah, sorry. Uh, but, but having something that you could do that through the app, I think would be cool. Um, and then if, like, you know, again, the, the wish list thing and stuff would work out well as, as well. So, so things to look forward to. That's, uh, that'll be occupying my time as well as, uh, another thing that I said I would get out, uh, this month. So long as app development doesn't consume all of my spare time, uh, we'll be getting a behind-the-scenes disc, uh, stuff from the first 50 or so episodes of Gensoki Radio, uh, stuff, a lot of things that people have heard probably exactly once, because we've only ever played uh, some of these clips once on, like, during live shows, and so, like, you would have had to have been there to hear some of this stuff. Bruh, you had to be there. So for any people out there, I'm sure it's it's been a long time um, for even those people who probably long forgotten about some of the clips, particularly like the early shows. And 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 Nano will 
remember some of this with uh <sighs> probably i mean you know there there was i mean i wasn't gonna talk about now i'm gonna talk about nano now but yeah, um right. we you know we had it's always time to talk about nano we had sonic mega with us and he's such an interesting character in fact i talked with him a little bit last night uh because i have mentioned on here and of course we talked last summer during gdq uh about having him on during a another live show the only hold up with that is that the the thing you have to realize is that when you put sonic mega and dmj together in a room something happens that i cannot replicate as just me it's it's their whatever it is some some sort of magic happens and I can't, I can't replicate that, and no one else here can replicate that the way that DMJ can, so we need him around before I can invite Sonic Mega back. And when we do invite Sonic Mega back, I expect all of you to be listening, uh, because Sonic Mega usually brings along some something. He, he's like, yeah, well, let's make this interesting, let's get the community involved, and he, he'll do all this stuff, at least he did during the first shows, when he was, you know, like, for our ninth episode... Uh, just out of the blue, he came up with a bunch of sort of community-involved interactive things that, like, we could do while we were broadcasting on air like we are now. And then at the time, it was Steam that we were on instead of Discord because Discord wasn't around yet. And we would just... It was it was fun. And, and it was... You know, Sonic Mega was also just, like, a co-host for a lot of the shows that we did. And he was a staff member for a good portion of the time that GR's been around. Um, what's interesting is if you look at Sonic Mega's profile, you won't see Gensoki Radio on there because he's got other things that he's done. Like he's done work on, uh, you know, voicing video games, like uh, some of the Persona games and Danganronpa and also anime like ReZero and I think maybe One Punch Man or something. I no kidding, exactly. that's cool. Yeah, so he, I mean, when we first met up with him in... 2012. I, I I met him in person at Anime Expo in 2012. Flagged him down. I was waiting in line for something, and in comes this fellow wearing a brown uh, Michigan school shirt because uh, he's from Michigan or he went to school in Michigan or something. And uh, we just met up in person and talked about stuff. And yeah, I mean, it was a good time. But he was around for a while, and now he's a uh, on to bigger and better things. At the time when I met him, he was an aspiring voice actor, and nowadays he's an actual voice actor, so that's how it goes. Um, so, I mean, good on him, but that's an another thing that'll, I think, really bring people in to listen to whatever show he appears on, is that... Don't let your memes be dreams, kids. We have, well, that, and we have a lot of catching up to do, <laughs> so... Uh, not not just... I mean, I, I don't know. I just... I think it's cool to have, have known someone before they like sort of really hit it off with the industry uh and and so talking with someone like that i just i just find really interesting um so so we'll have them on the show at some point we just don't know yet because we want dmj around so oh yeah uh speaking of sonic mega he voiced a couple things to detective pikachu yeah uh he did um now i probably mentioned this during a live show as well but uh um he he did, but he did like strictly. What was it? It was like some announcer voice or something. Um, so he wasn't on like a set. He didn't meet Ryan Reynolds or anything like that. You know, like I mean, we can certainly ask him about that. But like, yeah, he, he's done stuff for all sorts of things. That's pretty neat. So, ah, uh, gosh, where where was I even going with that? Um, oh, just. 
past clips, um, so like he was with us during the earlier live shows, and so a lot of interesting things have happened both on the air and off the air. And then of course there's the cases where Nano, ha, you thought I forgot about you, did you? Uh, no, that never crossed my mind. Not at all. <laughs> Nano unknowingly read the entire description of a Naruto game on Steam on air. Uh, and yeah, we, we have that sitting around somewhere. I, I don't like I don't actually know if it would make it to a disc. It might, it might not. But nope. who knows? Only time. Only time. Only time will tell. Will tell. And uh, the time that we want to have this disc out by is before the end of the month. So So look forward to more information on that before the next show. And if I if it's the next show, if it's live number ninety three and I still don't have it out, uh, I'm either like something seriously went wrong with the app. Or I'm super buried by work, uh, or schoolwork, because I'm actually taking two, two summer courses simultaneously, and both of them are accelerated. So like, it could just be terrible. I don't. I mean, I hope not, but it could be. Uh, uh, but no, I I really do plan on on having that out before then. So, um, yeah. So again, like the places to pay attention to, because obviously we're not going to have a live show in between now and then. Uh, would be either our Discord chat. Again, if you're not here, why are you not here? It's discord.gg slash gr. Join us. And, or you can just search for Gensoki Radio on server discovery. That works too. Actually, we're out there. It's a public server. Join today. Yeah, Come join. On. <laughs> uh, Have fun. Try not be the rush. Don't delay. Buy today. Yes. Except it's free. Uh, or, or you can, you know, go follow us on the regular channels, Twitter, uh, Discord, Facebook, whatever, Instagram. We don't pay. We don't post much to Instagram, but we do occasionally. So, or you can download our app, and uh, I don't know. It, it, yeah, that's another thing. It's also free. Free is a good price. That's another free thing. Free is a good price. I, I like that. All right, we've got a couple more songs. This is something from Datfile Records called Imaginary, off the album 5 A.M. in Gensokyo, the Toho Chill Out Arrange. And then after that, we've got something from Hatsune Tsumiko's uh, off the album Created World. The song is of the same name, so we'll get into a couple of those. Oh. Oh. We'll be right back after this on Gensoki Radio Live, number 92.
tonight we've got a bunch of people I'm adding to the pile of people I have already announced are here as puzzle plates so welcome to you as well then hello that was not puzzle that was a that was an angry duck <laughs> so yeah penguin I don't know what sound penguins make but if it's like that I, I don't know I'm glad they're in Antarctica or something I don't know well, laughing sounds is what they make it's about that time in the show. So right now we've got folks listening from Argentina, Australia, Austria, Belgium, Brazil, Canada, Chile, Finland, France, Germany, Indonesia, Italy, Japan, South Korea, Mexico, New Caledonia, Norway, Saudi Arabia, Sweden, Taiwan, the UK, and the US. And our listeners are many, but these are not all of them. Uh, these are just the people who have logged in. So we've got Enseriform, Irani, Azur, Delusion, Black Cat, Cougar Duke, Flat Bartender, Kataragi, Cat Toast, Moogs Parfait, it's been a while, Mr. Greens, Nose Owner, RKD, Sesmog, Tetra Thief, You Know, Ale4710, Can't Find Remote, Chris1, Granto B, Math for Origami, 6A, Sour Limon, The Dirtini Farmer, Woo Man, and Lumi. And that is it. That's all I got. If you were expecting to hear your name, but you did not, you probably haven't bothered to log into the radio station or the website from the same place that you're currently listening. That's all you have to do. You have to do it once. You don't have to be actively uh, logged in for it to work. That's just do it once, listen from the same place, and you're good to go. So that's what we got. And this show, of course is brought to you in part by our lovely supporters. Uh, some of them are here in this room right now, but if you'd like to support what the people behind Gensoki Radio do, uh, working on things like this, you know, making sure this radio station is still going, working on the app, and other projects such as Project Spectrum, which are currently shelved because goodness knows I have so much going on right now. I'm a very busy person. Uh, even, even with the pandemic, yeah, it's just still very busy because I'm going to school. Uh, you can become a supporter and you know help us along with what we're doing. If you're interested in what we are doing and you like what we're doing, um, we do have a Patreon campaign as part of 3 by 7 Just type in those three words with no spaces and you'll find our campaign page where you'll find some of the extras that you'll get as a result of being a supporter. One of those perks 
said, hey, you could appear on this show. Like, uh, what, four or five of you are right now? So, and obviously we can't invite everyone on all at once. It's a limited slot. Actually, I don't, I don't think this perk, being able to appear on a show might actually be filled. I don't think we can have more people. Although that said, not everyone who's eligible could make it tonight, so. Why not? Just okay. chaos. Life, Lovely. Life things Get are. It. Stuff happens. Yeah. Just let them all in. <laughs> and and, in, and let them all in. And in, in case you're curious, three by seven is what's the formerly known uh, or formerly known as Lunar Spotlight Media. So you'll you'll still find references to that on the website, but you'll see that our app is published by three by seven. So again, I'm a very I don't know. I just. I say I'm a busy person, but it doesn't, like, on one hand, it's almost like, am I? I don't know. Like, I'm not technically driving anymore on the weekends because I'm, I don't have a, a side gig. I don't have a job like I used to. Uh, but I'm still getting by. So, again, thanks to all you guys out there. It's wonderful. Um, but uh, yeah, when it comes down to it, um, something I realized not that long ago, when, you know, we were talking about, I think, last month or the month, the month before, no, actually, it would have been... Yeah, the last month, because we started um, having integrations as part of the station on April 1st or April 2nd. And uh, we mentioned last show that, you know, in order for the station to continue on, because the store is just not doing as well as it used to, um, some of our stock admittedly is just out, we're sold out of stuff, and it's difficult to get more stock back in. But... Um, so on, on that topic, we're like, well, we got to make sure the station keeps going. And ultimately, um, the station will continue to run even if the wallet runs dry. And the primary reason for that is because of this campaign. Like the, the fact that people are still supporting what we're doing means that ultimately, uh, if I were to stop working on GR, if I were to stop working on the app or Project Spectrum or any of the other things that we haven't talked about publicly... Um, what would end up happening is that would all go away and I would be in an even worse position. So it is in my best interest personally to continue working on this stuff. Um, all of that to say that GR is probably not going anywhere unless something truly catastrophic happens. So, uh, and yeah, if, I mean, things may look catastrophic now, but it's not, it's not that bad yet. So we'll see. We'll, uh, we're still, we're still going. We're still alive. We'll continue forward with what we've got. So, we've got some new games around the corner here. Of course, one of the things we like to talk about, in addition to the new music and some of the news on our side and whatnot, is uh, I just want to note we've got a show document uh, that we keep sort of notes to talk talk about things. Um, there is like. And if, if you know in, in Google Documents or Google Docs or Google Drive, if you share a document with someone, it just gives like this anonymous like animal or whatever. Um, I have to. One of these is anonymous Dumbo octopus. That's that just. I just. What? I, th I think that's funny because we have anonymous. We have a, We have anonymous crow, bat, uh, cormorant, which is a bird, squirrel. Wombat, alright? We've got all those things, which I've heard of before and I think are fairly normal. And we've got Dumbo Octopus. I'm just... Uh, I think that's me. Yeah. So. And Some people are just born winners, Lunar, right? Yeah. Some people are 
Actually, is double attribute real Amazon? I'm actually, no. I'm curious instead of facetious. Let's see. <laughs> Google. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Uh, yeah. So, in addition to those things, we've also got games. We talk about. It's a funny octopus. New stuff, it's it's a funny octopus. Oh. <laughs> is it really that funny, Nano? <laughs> it's a dork, is what it is. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. putting, that in, putting that one in general. Uh huh. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good photo of a Dumbo octopus. Because it has the ears like Dumbo. <laughs> it flies through the water. That. I mean, I don't think those are functionally ears, but maybe they are. Who knows? Yeah, well, they they have the silhouette of ears. They're more like oh, they they're more like stopping. they're more like fins, just like really unusual fins. It looks like Dumbo. It just has the instead of the elephant. Can you just imagine yeah. flapping through the water, like shoo, shoo, you know, just no, using the ears to go along. My yeah, I mean, if you cover up the squid with most of your hand, it kind of looks like a white whale. If you cover up the Dumbo half of the squid, uh, if you cover up the Dumbo <laughs> half of it, though, the other half kind of looks like a Thulu Vasagan. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like most other squids. Mm. Most other cephalopods, my dude. Anyway, a yeah. uh, couple new games on Steam. Well, one of them's a new game, the other's some DLC. Uh, but we've got DLC for a game that's been out since, I think, uh, last year. Yeah, this originally came out Mar- March 3rd of last year, 2019. Uh, Toho Big Big Battle is a game that's been out, and just recently we had DLC come out for it uh, called Toho Big Big Battle The Justice DLC. It was released on April 21st, so just a little bit after our last month's show. Uh, the game itself, the base game is free to play, but this DLC is $4.99. And the game itself is kind of like a you you make your own like adorable Toho army, and you pit it against a different Toho army, and then you just have them go at it and see who wins. And obviously, you have different units to choose. Is there from. a is there a tier list for this yet? I I mean maybe uh, I haven't actually tried this myself. I've just I've watched other people play it a little bit. Um, but your your different units have different abilities, and so obviously you have like some units have an advantage over others, and vice versa, and weaknesses and stuff. So like it's it's free, so like it's actually just honestly try out the base game, um, and uh, it looks like a fun little thing to try out anyway. So um, yeah, again, the DLC for it's not free; it's four ninety nine. Um, what does it actually? What does the DLC actually add? Um, of course, it's all written in not English, so. Uh, it adds something. Uh, 20 of something, 12 of something, 10 of something, 30 of something, 5 of something. Yeah, I don't actually know. Um, but you I can... mean, there's so much katakana that you could read it given a... Uh, if you really wanted to torture yourself that much. Um, no, there's there's not. There is no katakana. In fact... Um, well, I'm looking at the... Are you looking at the base game? I'm looking at this page. Well, what's interesting is this: the game itself does have an English interface and subtitles, along with Chinese, Korean, and Japanese. So, like, it—I don't actually know why their store page isn't just written in English. Anyway, uh, so that's out there. Go check it out if you're interested in that game, uh, or if you enjoyed the base game and are looking for something new to add to it. Uh, that's out there now. The other one, uh, which is oh yes, maybe that's the one you were talking about—the katakana. Um, I'm gonna need something to help me out with this, but uh, oh my 
my goodness. Let's go look this up. Uh, Ultimate Dungeon Red is what it translates to. Of course, it's written all in katakana on Steam. So. Ultimate Dungeon. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's out there. That one just came out today. It's available for... It's another free-to-play game. It's an RPG, sort of a top-down, side-scrolling RPG uh, with battle mechanics. It is uh, no English right at this moment. Um, again, I actually don't know if there ever will be, but uh, unlike so many of the other games that we've talked about over the last two or three episodes, uh, this one isn't in Chinese, it's in Japanese, so I, I feel like there's just a slightly higher chance that people will be able to get by uh, and understand what the heck is going on in this game, uh, for those of you who can read and understand a bit of the language. So that's out there uh, because it's, you know, yeah, it's worth just posting in general. And I think someone may have actually already done that. So go ahead and take a gander at that available on Steam. I'll get a link out for folks as well. And you guys can check that out. I'm posting this in our general chat room on Discord. Again, like if you're not there, discord.gg slash gr. It's two letters. It is the easiest possible URL. I don't think you can have a one-character URL. Uh, I was su- honestly surprised that they let us have a two-character URL, but uh, we're absolutely running with that, and uh, it's a good time. So, and it might be a good time to check Grr. out this game as well. Um, it's free. Yeah. A- again, it's free. Now, speaking of free, uh, for those of you who have played Rocket League over you know the, the years or however long it's been out, um, will know that they sometimes have these new game modes that they like to try or like new maps that they like to try and see how they're received by the community. Some of them have been kept on board and they're just maps that you can regularly choose from now. Others have been uh, sort of cast to the wayside and they're just part of history again. So, uh, what is, oh my goodness, Sane is asking, what's the link again? I forgot. It starts with the G. Yeah, GR. Thanks. Um... (laughs) Uh, Rocket League has a temporary play mode. It's called the Boomer Ball. And you can try it out. Uh, it started on the 14th. You can try it out until the 18th. So we're sitting right smack dab in the middle of that, basically till the end of this weekend. Um, what does it do? What does this thing involve? I, I don't actually know. I just saw it in passing on Steam as I was going to check out some of the, the Toho games on Steam. Uh, I have to know, though. Um... I wonder if you could just look up Rocket League. It, does it show up on the on their okay. page? Boomer ball. Yeah. Uh, oh, they do have a news article for it. Here comes the boom. Boomer ball is live all weekend as part of Rocket League's modes of May. So trying out different game modes this month, it seems. Popularized by the Rocket League community, Boomer Ball has fun with mutators and puts a high-flying lightning-fast twist on 3v3 Sokkar. Uh, boost amount is unlimited and is now one and a half times stronger than a typical boost. It means it launches you farther and faster than the standard boost you're used to, in case you didn't know what that meant. The ball speed is set to super fast, bounciness is increased to super high, and ball physics are super light. Touch the ball and see just how far and fast you can launch. I feel like we've done something like this already. Just like That messing. sounds like the opposite. Yes, we have. We have done that before. Just messing around with mutators and stuff. Yeah. That sounds like the opposite of Boomer. Um, so I'm actually expecting some, like, explosive element to this, though. Like, where's the boom? Where, where is the earth-shattering kaboom? There, you just don't see it yet. Oh, well. I mean, 
It's it's up until 9 a.m. on Monday. Uh, that is Pacific time. Find it in the Boomer Ball tab in the Play Online menu. And uh, I guess the next mode that you can experience with, or uh, sort of experiment with, is Heat Seeker. That actually looks like it's probably going to be next weekend, maybe. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Rocket League is one of those games. It's like kind of like every now and then it's fun to return to. Um, I don't know. I I enjoy it. I, so yeah, that's what I got for. Uh, that's what I got for that. I guess beyond that, um, there's some other Discord-related news that we can sort of talk about here. Uh, we mentioned that we are now on uh, server discovery, and so if you don't know, if you're looking for a new server to be part of, if you're not already part of you know, like 50 servers or whatever the heck, as some of you absolutely are, uh, there is a... well, it was, it was just server discovery before, now it's... A little button at the very bottom of your server list in Discord. It's called. It just says Explore Public Servers, and if you hit that, you'll see popular communities. A lot of these are just verified servers, which means that they're like uh, the official server for a particular game is typically what that means. So, like at the top of the list, you've got games like Minecraft and Fortnite and Animal Crossing and okay, where we drop them, boys? Stuff like that. Um, but then you also have other servers like ours, uh, partnered servers. Uh, some of these are just communities. There's an anime community, there's a Roblox community, there's a Steam Labs community. Um, I don't know what this is, but one of the really big communities on here is called Call Me Carson Discord Cult. I feel like we should make a nano cult uh, server, or not. We already did. Oh, uh, that'd be a streamer. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a streamer. Could but. be a nice thing for uh, next April, April first, maybe. No, no, see, like, uh, see here, here's the thing we did this April. We introduced uh, ad integration into the station, and people absolutely hated it. It's going to be uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so we got it. We just we just disabled. <laughs> we just forgot to disable that from April first. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's kind of like you know like YouTube's notorious design changes on April first. They're almost always on April first. So. Uh, but uh, on that note, um, welcome, uh, welcome to the Discord, Mr. Green. Uh, brand new, brand new to the channel. Enjoy the memes. Um, if you want to be shouted out on this, this on this live podcast as well, you should join our little chat as well. I think they're already here, though. Just, just pointing that out. Anyway, we're they just got here. Yeah. Well, where we're going with this uh, server discovery, we're on there, yes, I've mentioned this before, but uh, with that comes some challenges. You know, you're going to find that more people are able to find the server more easily. Uh, our mod team has certainly noticed this, and so we have a little bit of help from our friends. Uh, we've invited uh, another bot, Horai, who is a, a, a Toho character. It's, um, I think, one of one of Alice's dolls or something is what, what the, the character in the name comes from. And their job is to help us keep the peace, particularly when it comes to uh, new folks who join the server. So if you haven't been on the server before, or if you are just listening to the show now and you're creating a new account and you just haven't been around before, uh, Hora might have a few questions for you. You know, things like, where did you hear about the server? Uh, have you heard of Toho Project? And can you name uh, a Toho music artist or circle? Just like, that's something that tells us, hey, you know, you're, you have some sort of passing interest in what this thing is about. And uh, also just 
as per our legitimate curiosity, where did you hear about us? You know, uh, some people have already joined the server saying, hey, I found it in server discovery. So it seems to be working. But uh, the other side effect of that is that it doesn't catch everyone because there are some veteran memers out there that have absolutely no idea what Toho Project is about. And uh, those are the folks that end up getting smushed because they're, uh, they're folks who join, uh, just like earlier today, they'll join and they'll ping a random mod and they'll be like, hey, can you give me Discord Nitro? Uh, to which I'm like, no, get out. Hey man, I really need this Nitro. <laughs> I know. Spare me. I know. <laughs> Spare me a nitro, man. You got, you got, you got plenty. Spare <laughs> nitro. Hey, Spare where, nitro, where sir. Hammer? Let's squash this. Oh. Yeah. Look, man. Just, to get just one. Just, just one, one, and then you'll never see me again. Just one, one nitro. <laughs> you'll never see me no. again. <laughs> just, just one and done, dude. No. I'm out. Yeah, it's like, yeah. On the condition that you boost this server. Okay, yeah, I'll do anything you want. Gives the nitro, disappears forever. <sighs> anyway, yeah. So. Don't, don't give Discord Nitro to random people, unless you're like me and you're doing a giveaway or something, I don't know. Um, but even then. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> nitro, free Nitro, spare Nitro, ma'am. I mean, we actually give Nitro to people, that would explain why I'm, you know, coming, you know, I have, don't have money in my... Sad, may we have more. More Nitro? <laughs> yeah, don't know if we have enough for everyone. Uh... Speaking of Nitro, though, Nitro is one of the things that keeps our server banner around. You know, that, that nice little thing in the upper left corner when you're uh, tuned into this particular server. It's good to have that. I'm surprised that, that partnered servers don't just get that. And so Nitro is what keeps that alive. So cool. Thanks, everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Hori helps us keep the peace. Um, and that's kind of it. Uh, we, we just have organized the server in such a way to sort of prepare, have been a little bit more prepared or better prepared to handle uh, new folks or folks that just have no idea what this is. So uh, yeah, it's about that. Um, there's a couple other development related things that I'd like to talk about, but uh, we'll get into those a little bit after here. We got a couple more upbeat songs, something from uh, Herbivora called The Hidden. After that, we've got something from Rolling Contact, so a couple songs here that I think some folks will either be interested in or not at all interested in. This is a little bit polarizing, but... Uh, Tempest will just wake up as soon as it starts playing. We'll get through these. We'll be back in just a little bit here uh, to talk about some other things. I actually, we're, I don't know, we'll figure it out. We're going to wing it here on Gensoki Radio Live number 92.
You're listening to Against Oki Radio Live number 92 with uh, Lunar here and the gaggle of guests that we have joining us for this show. <laughs> hey, all! Hello! That word. Yeah. We seem to have lost HTF. Why is that? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, he misclicked out. He needs help. Someone save him. All right. Well, I guess I'll save him then. You have been rescued. How do you feel? Thanks. Uh, I feel great. <laughs> okay. I relayed your SOS. It was in real time. Yeah. Real time. We're doing this live. We've said that before. All right. There was one other game that we didn't quite get to uh, before. There is another mobile game that's come out. Uh, Toho Lost Word came out on April 30th. We actually tweeted it out probably mere minutes after it came out uh, from the official account on Twitter. But it is another mobile game for Android and iOS, uh, Toho-centric. Um, and that's about all I can tell you about it, because I haven't been able to play it because it's region locked. It's not available outside of whatever special Japanese or, or Asia-specific bubble uh, the developers decided it should be available in, so that's about it. Uh, I know there's some feedback that I've received on Facebook. Um, basically, all of it is saying it's region-locked F. Um, someone was able to play a bit of it. They say it has a real big learning curve because of the language barrier. Um, they were stuck in a fight that had this little tutorial hint beforehand, but it only showed up once and they clicked through it and now they can't get it back. So they're like, at least two, as of two weeks ago, weren't able to figure out how to get past that part. So um, yeah, people are saying it's not even available in the Philippines, which is at least a little closer. Like you think maybe that would help. Uh, nope, apparently not. So. Yeah, uh, it's kind of strange. It's one of those games where, as you play, there's like a like a rolling chance to get additional characters or something. And the some people are saying the rates are weird or the the chances to get certain characters are are a little strange. But you know, kind of think of like your other games, like like Nano and Zara would play and know more about like Arc Knights, you know, or Uh-oh. or your uh, your Azure Lane. Or, you know, something like that, where you, somewhere along the line, you've got the ability to pick up additional characters. I think that's, there's, there must be some sort of similar uh, mechanic in this as well, so. Uh, I'd have to go look at it to see, but it is very common for mobile games to have some sort of uh, random chance incentive mechanism to keep their player base interested. Okay, yeah. um, I wouldn't be surprised. Surprise yeah. mechanics. Surprise, me- yeah, there you go. Surprise mechanics. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> gotcha mechanics. Except this is not a surprise. Uh, future anticipation mechanics. There now, we go. now some, like, some folks have said this also kind of happened with Toho Cannonball that came out, uh, I want to say, last year sometime. Um, but the, the thing is, it is still officially region locked. Yes, you can get it on other off-market apps, but if it's not available through Android Play or the Play Store, um, I shouldn't need to go to an alternative market, which, by the way, like, is unofficial for a reason. You're, you don't get the same sort of uh, protection against nefarious apps that you do if you get it through the Play Store. Uh, and then if you're the other thing is if you are on an iPhone you're even even worse shape because like that's the, lucky. yeah that 
It's it's locked down, plus I think apps that allow people to get off-market apps like that, um, those apps have to be something that goes through the gatekeepers at Apple, and I'm pretty sure they uh, have locked that down since. So, like, I don't even know if people with iPhones have the ability to play it if it's region locked. Android is just one of those things where, yeah, there's an alternative, but you do so at your own risk. So, uh, so it's it's really I just find this personally really annoying uh, when there's an account that goes out and says, "Hey, there's the launch of a new game, and go play it," and it's public, and and folks around the world uh, know and play Toho games and listen to the music. I mean, we can certainly tell you that we've been around for about nine years at this point and have plenty of information about people who have listened. I mean. You know, listeners from over 180 countries. That's obviously most of them, if you don't know how many countries there are in the world. Uh, but we still get cases where games that are released, particularly, I mean, this is just notorious on mobile because, uh, because mobile, it, I guess, since I have published an app through the Play Store before, or the, the Google Play Store at least, I can tell you a little bit about how that works. You, I, as a developer, or as a publisher, I have the ability to choose what countries are or my app is or is not available in. And so by default, I honestly have no reason to, you know, to, to disallow anyone to listen to our station because we're already available through our website worldwide. So, or, you know, wherever internet is available, essentially. So why then are these developers or publishers compelled to region lock it so much. I mean, I can understand sort of from the, the service capacity standpoint where, hey, you know, we only have this many servers and we're expecting this many players and we just don't have the capacity to support a global player base. I mean, that that is reasonable. But Perhaps even the lack well, of confidence yeah, that people overseas will even play it. One at a time, please. Sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead. Um... Uh, like perhaps the lack of confidence um, that people overseas might not even play this game, so why bother? Mm. Yeah, that's a good point actually, because the Japanese tend to be like they don't want to do it unless they are one hundred percent sure it will be all right. Well, yeah, because it's the like for example, like I'm gonna allude to Grand Blue Fantasy, which is a really weird system because the entire game is translated in English. There's, there's a button you can you can play the game in English, but it is also a region locked app on the App Store. Um, I don't remember the reasoning for Grand Blue Fantasy. I think there was something like they didn't want to pay the fee. There's a fee to have it like global or something like that or maintain multiple versions. I, I, I don't remember the actual reasoning for it. That's one of those weird situations. Um, from a developer perspective, if they did a global release, they might not be comfortable supporting a wider range of either devices or languages in terms of comments and feedback. And that they, it's, it is a much more secure feeling knowing that at least your mark, you can understand and uh, react to your market. Maybe they just don't want to react to other, other countries, either their market or their different cultures and whatever. And so it's easier for them to, to operate within the bound, the bounds of what they know glorious mm. Japanese game will stay within the co the greater East Asian co-prosperity. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like, <laughs> if, if I was developing a game, I mean, uh, I'd... 
I mean, luckily English is a predominant language everywhere, so like, yeah, so much stressful. Um, um, so that a lot of the uh, Japanese games that are um, that are available in Southeast Asia and not in the United States are uh, translated into English for the Southeast Asian server. Yeah, I, I mean, what, why would it, why would I lock it anyway? Because there's so many people, us included, who really wanted to play those games. Like, they're missing out on uh, exposure, missing out on... Yeah, which is why I think, like, the only, the only reasonable thing, but other than, like Nano was mentioning, maybe there are certain publisher fees on certain platforms, uh, there, as far as I'm aware, is not such a thing through the Google Play Store. There is a one-time fee of, at least for me, uh, $25 to just become a publisher. And once you're a publisher, you can publish whatever you want. Like, you can publish free apps, you can publish pay apps, or paid apps, or, or apps that have uh, some sort of mechanism in the app to to, to pay through, you know, like, uh, I, I don't exactly remember what the term is, but um, you know, like, so you have options like that, but for iOS, it's a little more complicated. And it's also one of the reasons why Gensoki Radio doesn't even have an app in iOS is because, well, first and foremost, it's more expensive. Uh, it's not like, so unlike Android, uh, Android is just a $25 one-time thing to become a publisher. That's great. Like we can do that. And so we did that. Like, that's fine. Uh, for iOS, it's $100 per year for a developer license. Um, and then it's, you know, you also need the hardware to be able to develop the app in the first place. So you can't through, uh, what is it, through Xcode or what's the other one, Swift? Is, it, is that what that, do you remember Nano? Um, there, there's a couple different languages that you can develop an, an iOS app in. Um, <sighs> anyway. So, I only know the yeah. Anyway, but so basically, if you're, if, I know for Xcode for sure, I think Swift is, or whatever, I, again, I'm not actually sure if that's the what it's called, but um, I think that one is a bit more friendly with just cross-platform development. But Xcode, uh, which is how I think the majority of iOS apps have been developed historically, uh, use that, and that only runs it on Apple machines. So, like, the cheapest option for us to get into that is to get a Mac Mini, and the cheapest Mac Mini is $700. If you want to get, you know, a, a, a MacBook, that's obviously going to be more. If you want to get one of those big old all-in-one style machines that's just a monitor, it's, you know, like, there's really no point. Where am I going to put that big thing? I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, just, just, and it's, what's really disheartening is, like, you find these student discounts on Apple products, you know, for... Uh, students that can prove in some way that they are a student uh, through a .edu email address or whatever the heck uh, to get these discounts, but the discounts are only on things like MacBooks. So even like whether there's a sale or not, the cheapest computer is still a $700 computer. And I'm saying that because like some people will say, well, why don't you just get a used computer, like, you know, like something off of eBay? And you could do that, but if you do that, you run the risk of your hardware becoming you know, old and, and deprecated, or to, so to speak, uh, sooner. So is that, you know, is that still good value? I don't really know. Uh, mainly because, as it's probably clear by me talking about this, I'm 
definitely not in the sort of Apple biosphere or whatever you want to call it. So, so that also means like... there is only one thing left for you guys to do: Patreon.com/slash/three by seven. And that's, I need the money. And that, and I mean that's that's great, but it's also pandemic time. So like we just we can't spend extra money like that. Uh, it's great. I would also like, lastly point out that there is a that like, the whole cultural thing of not expanding into other markets. Uh, it does have it does have a sort of uh, impacts because you are talking about a nation with a next door neighbor that likes to uh, violently suppress anything that even at the slightest inconvenience to their cultural norms. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just a thing. Yes, but if if Japan, if someone in Japan makes a game, and region locks it, or at the very least locks like the U.S. out of it, what's the point? Other than like, not real, you know, like again, the only thing I can really think of is like service capacity. Do do you do your servers have the ability to handle the influx of players that you would get from having uh, your game or whatever exposed to a larger audience? Um, or I th- what I think is perhaps more likely is why even bother? Is it worth investing in developing, you know, like translations and things for regions that compared to Japan do not have nearly the player base that Japan does? And I think- Well, we already, we already mentioned that they have translations for a lot of these games to like, when they expanded to the Southeast Asian server. I think the question is whether they even want to expand further. I think there was a, a Gundam game. Um, it was Gundam Breaker Three, completely translated into English. Everything was, you know, you could read it just fine, but it was only um, Japan and I think Malaysia only. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people who are discussing Mac OS, where you need Mac OS specifically, um, you you could you could expand on that and say, well, why don't you just build a Hackintosh? Unfortunately, an Apple developer. Like when when you do that, it registers with some sort of hardware ID. So you need legitimate hardware to develop. Um, it like running a Hackintosh officially doesn't work, and especially if we're trying to just do everything legit from the get-go, there is no point in trying to circumvent that sort of system. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely one thing we want to delve into when the time comes. I found myself about to recommend uh, the Gensoki radio app to a friend, but I stopped myself because I remember he had an iPhone, so... Right. Oh, the sad... Yeah. yeah, so here's here's the best case scenario. I have a friend who I've known since elementary school or primary school for our international folks, and uh, he, he now works at a really well-known international company, and he does a lot of development on a MacBook. So... He and I have actually talked about uh, developing this thing for GR. So that sort of solves the hardware issue. Now, the other issue that doesn't get solved by this is the ability to uh, pay the annual fee for, uh, for well... The privilege. Yeah, the, the privilege of having an app on the, uh, on the iOS app store. Because uh, it is, it's an annual thing versus a one-time thing. One time, one time. Like, compare and contrast. One time fee of twenty-five dollars for Android, and at least a hundred dollars a year or annually for iOS. Like they're, they're really quite different. Uh, and I think 
the argument on Apple's side is that they really want to keep the riffraff out. Um, yes, you're not going to get any scammers in there as much. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of the right. reason. That's that's the reason why Android has a $25 gate to begin with. It used to be $10, and and the reason it was $10 is just like, yeah, we don't want people to like being able to develop completely for free. But then $10 wasn't enough, so they upped it to $25, and that's where it currently stands. So. Um, but Apple is a walled garden of applications with their uh, quality assurance crew or whatever they will call themselves to maintain the utmost of environments and even then you'll still find that things slip through the cracks and their walled garden isn't as perfect as they want it to seem. Uh, so, but anyway, I, point is, um, it's... Yeah, the, the main thing is literally it's just more expensive. Um, one of the reasons... Well, at least you're allowed to talk about it. Yeah, at least we're allowed to talk about it. Yeah, it's, you know, that's honestly a good, a good point. Yay, First Amendment. But Yay. Uh, but here's, here's the other thing. Um, once the pandemic ends and I can go back to doing my regular thing and money's not quite so tight anymore, one of the reasons why we might consider keeping you know, either intermission breaks on the station around or doing some sort of other uh, integrated ad thing on, on the sites or the app or whatever. Um, annoying as that might be, and as much as we've annoyed, or uh, as much as we've avoided doing so up to this point, is because if we want to get into some of those other things that require uh, just more regular upkeep uh, that literally just cost more, that's kind of a compelling reason to keep those things around so that we can uh, we can still pay for those things without being a burden on uh, on, on listeners in other way uh, other ways like as great as our supporters of 3x7 are like I don't expect the world to just go out and toss five dollars at this this thing that that we're doing because I mean let's be honest it's still relatively sort of a niche thing so you know um, I think from, from my perspective, I, I just want to, uh, not be a burden, um, and also not, uh, have as many obligations to, to uphold to, to folks. I mean, I, I already do by running three by seven, but, um, but yeah, I just, it's, it's something we're, I guess, kind of just experimenting with at this point, the whole, like, like ad spot thing on the station and and other things that are upcoming but um in all honesty the ads haven't been too intrusive yeah. so I mean, we've we've experimented a little bit over the last couple months um we started out doing one minute breaks every hour and then they went to one minute breaks every 45 minutes um but i liked the on the hour thing because at least they were predictable and just i, I don't know i, I like that better um and then we, we pulled it back to one per hour, but we scaled up the duration of each break to two minutes. And what I found is, there's some stats actually that I can I can pull up now that I wasn't able to last show because we've been doing this for a little while. Um, let's see if I can pull this up here. But uh, basically, you have three different metrics that you are looking at. Um, so let me pull this up here. You have requests. You have allocations and you have impressions. Um, so requests are the the number of 
I, I'm pretty sure here, the number of requests that are made to, um, to, uh, let, let me, let me simplify this a little bit here. You have, um, a set amount of space that you can run ads in, and it's not guaranteed that hundred percent of that space is going to be filled up, but the part of it that is filled up, uh, gets counted under impressions. Um, closer to what the ad space is, is allocations. Uh, I'll dive into this a little bit more after this song here. We've got something from uh, Baba Music. After that is something from East New Sound. Um, so let's get into this. Uh, yeah, can soak your radio live number 92 in just a bit here. Ich bleibe hier allein, mir ist nicht 
Back here in Gensoki Radio Live, number 92, joined by our group, our gaggle group, our nest of guests. I'm trying to make this sound clever, I don't know. But, Too much chaos. But we are here. Uh, Hi. So I, I left off, we had to go to a, a break because of certain obligations, but um, I left off talking about, um, like, fulfillment, um, ad spot fulfillment. Not the most exciting of topics, but I don't want to just leave you empty-handed. So here we go. Um, so in an ad spot on the station, uh, right now there's a two-minute block that's available for our ad provider to fill. And it's almost never going to completely fill it, but we have more space for them to add more things. Uh, so we expect that... I think that ends up being allocations or something or requests. The the number gets higher because there's literally more space to put more stuff. Um, so we do partially expect there to be some more impressions. The things that actually end up getting sent and played to each listener. Um, and that overall ends up bumping up our fill rate. Except it kind of doesn't. It kind of makes it worse because... It, there seems to be this sort of invisible threshold, this invisible amount that, like, a listener will never get more than X number of ad spots to, to fill that, that space. Um, that number is not a set number. It's, like, completely fluid, which is also partially why this entire thing is really quite experimental. So, like, it could be that we can bump it down to just a minute spot instead of two minutes, um, which would mean, effectively for you guys, more music. That's great. Uh, but it also could be that maybe 30 seconds is all that ends up getting filled on a regular basis, and that ends up being roughly the same thing, which again means fewer ads, more music. Like, I'm trying to find out what that balance is, uh, and that's why on occasion you'll probably find that the numbers are changed, the ad spot timings are different, or whatever the case may be, so... Uh, yeah, I guess just be aware that that stuff is sort of happening in the background. So, um, so we during the break here we're talking about uh, some app things, and I think it was kind of interesting hearing from some folks who uh, use end up using the app to listen to our station uh, during break and things. Um, now there are some existing issues which will hopefully be addressed by 1.1. That's going to be tested and coming out soon at TM, but what were some of those things that uh, that folks end up using the app? Like, I know one of you said, like, you listen while, you, while you're driving, um, you you work while you drive, so like, that's, mm-hmm. it just kind of ends up going together pretty well. Yeah, it's legitimately great. <laughs> just just it? throw it on, throw it on play, drive where I need to, and yeah, it does what it does. It really helps to get the day going and to finish up and wrap up when you're going to work, going from work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you decide to bicycle to work and you end up driving a bicycle for two hours, then it's really nice to have a GR in the ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. so I've, I've been looking at 
some of the stats for the last uh, month or so for the app. Um, one of the one of the issues that we definitely know about is it has to do with the the ad spots themselves, kind of what we were talking about before. And there is an issue where sometimes when it goes to an intermission, uh, they're just called intermissions on the site and the app and stuff. Um, some devices don't like some of the data that's being sent to them. They don't know how to handle it and you end up getting an app crash, uh, which is not a good thing. As a developer, app crashes are the thing you want to avoid as much as possible. Um, and I, I was talking to the folks during the break here saying it's frustrating knowing that there's an issue that exists, but not being able to really fix it because you have uh, priorities that are that, that take precedence. In my case, it was just wrapping up the spring semester, dealing with the final projects and the final exams and the final papers and things. And um, I'd mentioned that like, was it last weekend I basically had spent probably close to 40 hours just writing papers or just writing in general so um, now that all that stuff is out of the way uh, I have this week to get back to it so um, some of the stats that we're reading here the average rating is actually higher than I was expecting it to be given some of the issues that we have been having uh, that will hopefully go away with 1.1 fingers crossed but uh, it's, I mean, kind of jarring to, to see um, like how many users have been acquired, how many users have been lost. Uh, I feel like this. I, there's a couple of charts here that kind of suggest that we're losing people over time. Uh, the app crash might be one of those reasons why, but like it's actually not as straightforward as, as I was hoping. Um, yeah, a surprising number of high ratings, though, which I, I think is just like more on the nice side of people who actually know what uh what toho music is in general or or even those who don't who are just trying something new i guess uh having having some faith or or maybe it's just a matter of understanding that like three by seven is not a company <laughs> it's just a you know it's just a like a small team of folks mostly me but like i'm not alone in working on this stuff i don't know um I guess I guess I just have you guys to thank both here and out there who are listening right now um, for just sticking with it and being patient uh, through some of the 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 changes and um, sort of the the long held updates um, that have taken a while to get to. So pat yourself on the back, people. Pat, um, pat. There's one other thing I wanted to mention before we close out the show. Uh, it has to do with the change in our store. Um, so folks who are regulars will already know that we have t-shirts and coffee mugs and stickers and buttons available. Um, for, what was it, since last show, I think, the last uh, two or three weeks, we had a couple of orders that involved mugs. And because of the way things are right now, uh, we eventually discovered that it is, um, I guess, still technically possible, but in, but very inconvenient, uh, basically not practical at all, to ship larger packages out right now. Uh, so as a result, coffee mugs are not currently for sale. Um, I did have to give a couple of refunds 
uh, over the last week here because of that. So I'm sorry to those folks out there that aren't going to be getting a coffee mug. Also, someone ordered a shirt size that's not actually in stock. Uh, so I added a little note saying, hey, if it's... Like, it should just... It should update automatically, but in this case it didn't. It was like, someone ordered an extra large of the Digital Miko shirts, which are unfortunately um, sold out right now. And uh, I've talked to a number of people out there who are looking forward to getting a Digital Miko shirt in a size that's currently sold out. And we would love to bring those back in stock, but that will require a pre-order... Um, and also, I don't even know if we can uh, order anything, and I, I don't actually expect there to be a ton of pre-orders, so the, 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 uh, the tricky thing with pre-orders is that we need enough of them to, for it to be financially viable, because like, the more pre-orders come in, the lower the cost per item is, and that's uh, kind of how that's managed somewhat, so, um, but... That said, um, I hope that when things get a little bit more normal, we'll be able to uh, do a pre-order for those shirts, get those designs back in stock. And I've also been just sort of thinking offhand about other alternate designs that we could do. Um, something something that's still in the t-shirt category. I know that like this past uh, fall or winter, we talked about doing hoodies, um, and that unfortunately fell through because not enough people were interested in the design that we put out, and the hoodies themselves would have cost just far too much. Um, we would have had to sell them for like eighty to a hundred dollars to make anything. Um, so, so I've been no I've one, been thinking, Lunar. Do that. What, I've been it? thinking yeah. a shirt if a specific tofu uh -huh. eating a burger. Mm. Let it let it, let it sink in. Let it. Let it cook. How's that? Oh, let the burger, burger. cook. <laughs> let, oh. let, let that idea. Let that idea. Right it's, it's it's on the list. Mm -hmm. It's on the list. Yes, but how does that tie, tie into the station? Does it at all? Talking about a design for a shirt, Leonard. You just right. slap it on a shirt, and then you know what? Suddenly, yeah. suddenly you've monetized a meme. You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be station related. James could self fund this, Leonard. Look, this this. There's a solution. He could still fund us. There is a solution to this, <laughs> and it involves T-shirts. Uh, we want. We want. What, what do we want? Do we want character ideas? We want topping. Oh, no, I mean, the characters are pre-selected. Oh, okay. So that, okay. So sorry, guys. That's not an option. <laughs> the, the, the menu. Actually, well, maybe. Maybe <laughs> if I do some palette swaps, change the hat out. Like we can. We can wing it. We can just edge case it. Like yeah. Do some cropping. Yeah, what is it? The uh, the video of the the Cherno meme where you just swap out a hat and some hair colors, and you've got a completely different character. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, we're we're thinking of other things besides ads. Hopefully, some things that people will actually be interested in. So, uh, cool story. Thanks, Nana. Yeah, we just I sell for money and use the money to fund the station. Duh. Yeah, but what about the other things that we've talked about, like, years ago, like, setting up a booth? I've had several people say, hey, it would be great to just be able to buy the albums. That doesn't involve having to deal with all this uh, stuff, you know, trying to figure out how to get it from some of the Dojin shops. I don't know, that's an off-the-cuff an off idea that I've been sort of throwing around in the background, but of course I've you just... Throw me, you throw me across the Pacific and I'll be one of those, okay? Yeah. And you'll you'll 
you'll grab a bunch of albums and you'll bring them back in a giant washing machine across the ocean. Exactly. And on that note, that's it for live number 92. So thanks to all of you guys for joining us. That's Flat Bartender GQ64HTF. Seth uh, Mogan puzzles here too, although he didn't really say much after the first bit. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks for joining. So enjoyable. Yeah. Thanks for joining, guys. Um, a lot of folks in the EU are looking forward to sleep around this time. I have something to tend to because uh, these days, uh, apparently, my family gets together with other family via uh, online Zoom meetings and whatnot. So that's a thing that I'm going to be busy with after this. So thanks for joining, everyone. Uh, we will see you in the next one, live number 93, where it is uh, June, the June show. I don't know what it's going to be called. But until then, June Zoom. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.